What's up? The party nerds are back. We back. You, 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 you. We back. Yo, why does it feel like it's been a long time? Because <laughs> it has been. You know why? Because we ain't had Bravo or something, man. I feel like Bravo been missing. It's been a minute since we had the whole squad together. So. Yo, this beat makes me want to start beating people up in alleyways. But in slow motion. <laughs> All right, Dev, start freestyling. Here we go. Okay, he ain't gonna freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great, man. Pay, yo, yo. Freestyle for nobody Listen, like dog, that. What you Dev, thought this was? Dev, as as the minority at this table, I really appreciated your freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, you wasn't gonna make me the Black Ranger just start dancing out of nowhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, we're talking Luke Cage season two. Yo, this show is pretty dope. It's Jervis yeah. on the mic here. I got the rest of the squad. Well, half of them. I got Dev, that angry bro. What's up, man? I'm good, man. I, I, I just enjoy. I just enjoy you in Luke a good Cage, mood today? man. I'm in a. I'm in a fantastic mood, man. Man, you got good stuff going on in your oh, life. I'm in a fantastic <laughs> mood, man. Nigga, that's a first. I know. If, if you, we're, we're auditioning angry now, black men out there because our oh no 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 then I'll be mad. <laughs> now the only other time I've seen him this happy was when he first got his PlayStation. You know what? He was good for like two weeks. Yeah, because I just discovered like a whole new like world. I didn't know video games was that dope. Is this the, the last kinder, time I... gentler Devin yeah, Wade? Right. Nah, I'm not when we, once we start talking about the HNIC, Luke Cage. is <laughs> Heaven Wade. <laughs> Nothing but love. And I got the bearded wonder next to me. Bravo. What up? The, the trim bearded wonder. Summertime, man. Gotta keep it trim. I want you, dog. You got that nice and trimmed up. That's cool. That's what's up, man. Mm-hmm. You gotta keep that, keep that neat. And uh, Darnell? I've noticed you copied my beard. See, see, <laughs> I, I, so I had a feeling you were not going to be rocking the beard, so I was like, I need to, you know, make up for what you don't have right now, you know? You know, I'm, I'm noticing a little uh, salt and pepper there, which oh, is yeah, surprising because you haven't aged in like 25 it's years. It's finally starting to happen. Catching up to him. All at, so I'm going oh, to start looking like the mummy, and then I'm like, tails from the crypt, like what happened to Darnell? No yeah. joke. If you look at pictures of Darnell when he was 14, he actually looks older then than he does, <laughs> he does right now. Uh, it was a bad deal I made with some demon when I was younger. Wow. <laughs> and, and for those that don't know, Darnell is our resident Luke Cage cosplayer. The bootleg Luke But he made Luke a Cage. deal with a demon, so he's more like Earl Simmons. So. <laughs> you, well, you it's made him spit up, out his drink. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what? That's messed oh, up. All right, man. Just say so. So yeah, no. I mean, season two. I mean, just real quick. And by the way, uh, today we do have um, uh, one of the actors from the show calling in. A very special guest. Uh, his name is Justin Swain. If you guys have watched the season, he played a uh, detective Mark Bailey on yes. the show. A phenomenal job, man. This this season, and we're about to get into it. But I, I honestly thought the season had a lot more depth than the first season. I think they corrected. Personally, a lot of things that went wrong the first season. I mean, you know. Oh, 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 what went wrong in the first season? Well. Some pacing issues. Pacing okay. pacing issues. I feel like they delved a little more into the character. I feel like, first of all, I feel like Mike Coulter's acting was a lot better. I feel like he was very stagnant the first season. I mean, um, don't get it wrong. I, I love him as like a character. I think he's a perfect Luke Cage, but I feel like it could be the way they wrote the script. Yeah, I think that what happened was the Luke Cage is turn like he's growing from kind of geeky to more street is what you saw to the his comic character his swag his swag developed over time so mm. you know what before he was like real corny but but you still rocked with him because he was just a solid man mm-hmm. now you see him getting a little smoother he start cussing a little more calling women bitches when they deserve it. <laughs> He's saying nigga now. I heard he hated that. that. I heard him say nigga. He called Mariah. He was like, bitch. She was like, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) I said, whoa, what's going on? Yo, he's definitely a different Luke Cage, man. He definitely uh, changed a lot, which is, you know, is that good or or is that bad? You know, I think it's good. I I think he's, he's cutting out of that squeaky clean image. Look, man, all I know is when I saw the, the intro, Rest in peace, Prodigy Mob Deep. They put that shook ones on. He had it on in the headphones. He walking up in dope houses, beating people's ass, taking the headphones off to hear what you got to say for a second. Put them back on, whoop your ass to some more Prodigy. Yes. 
Fire. Yeah, yeah. I love the hip-hop nods. And that's a way to start. I think that was just great to start the season off that way. That I think that set the tone, and it, it, you were in for a ride. You just had to hold on to your seat and just get through these 13 episodes and enjoy every one. And they did a phenomenal job. I think way better than season one. I agree with you. I think they grew a lot. They learned a lot from whatever mistakes they made in season one, and they corrected those. I didn't think it, it was necessarily better, though. Uh, I think it was definitely better. We, 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 we I think it was definitely better. <laughs> All right, so let's save that to, for after the interview because I do want to talk to you about a couple of things. I mean, but a couple of the, the acting performances too. I thought that, um, first of all, Rosario wasn't really in the whole season. Right. She was just in. Well, uh, the second, I think it was uh, the second episode it came on, I noticed that it said guest starring uh, Rosario Dawson. I went, oh shit, what's going to happen to her? And then when she left, I was mm. like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh, you thought her wig was oh, going to yeah. pop. Wow. Yeah. If they pop Rosario Dawson, dog, yeah. <laughs> we everybody is well, yeah. I'm, I'm like, would have <laughs> lost that shit. <laughs> we all boycott. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, she's awesome. She she does a great job. Yeah, they can't do that. I mean, and, but uh, they they are transitioning from Rosario into Misty Knight's character. I see and I, that. I love that girl. Look, that I girl, do. there's something about just her, just who she is. I think, honestly, I think people are going to talk about the bad guys this season. I thought the dude that played Bushmaster, I thought Mariah were great. But I think she's going to probably be the most slept on character because she gave a hell of a, of a performance. Who? She did great. Um, the, um, uh, what's, her, what's the actress's name? The Misty Knight? Yeah, Misty Knight. She, she's fine as fuck. Yo, 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 listen, listen, bro. Listen, yeah. listen, um, yeah. listen let's, 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 let's get one thing so, out so, there. Simone Missick. Okay, let's get something clear out here, man. I don't know what's going on down at the Harlem Police Department, but they got some bad <laughs> What? How? How? What's going on? And they all ballers. They, they all ball, too. I'm like, yo. I'm like, look, the, the the head chief, whatever lady. I don't know those rankings, but I'm like, damn, old head chief even, bad, too. Even, uh, even Mark's, uh, Justin's partner, Mark Swain's partner, the girl, yeah. she looked like- You Dor- said even? That's <laughs> not an even. Wait, wait, wait. She is the one. She, wait, wait. I was looking. I was, she kind of looked like Jordan Sparks. But Listen, like, that's fly. Faith Evans right there. The, you know, the fake Faith Evans from the Biggie movie. <laughs> yeah, she bad. Yeah. They, yeah, they wasn't was, playing yo, at they police yo, department. Even Tilda Swanson, was that the name of the- yo. Listen, dog. <laughs> they not playing over there. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they. All right, so on the aesthetic level, the women on the show are beautiful. You ever heard? So if you ever heard them say a show with beautiful women, yeah. make sure you watch Luke Cage. You ever watch two. Black Lightning? They be like, Black Lightning's back. <laughs> this is Black Girls is back. <laughs> this is That's all I know. <laughs> they back. No man. I, I mean, so, but what did you guys think about? Like you, you mentioned earlier, Jeff, the pacing of the show. I mean, did you think like this? I feel like it did have a couple parts that you just had to kind of make it through. Right, and, and that that's going to be with thirteen episodes. That's yeah. going to happen i think it was worse in season one it if you could feel it like man all right uh man I, like i could do something else while i'm doing and yeah you know oh, nah, come, come back on, and watch. come on my g yeah yeah it had moments like that for season one this you know, season the, you're nah. the hardest critic on the other day no no and we credit. know about you larry cage for real larry ain't out <laughs> you want to come you want some you may have to come out you, later you, on you're a larry cage he guy. even got it on his notebook man <laughs> Every <laughs> Yo, Jervis merchandising. Uh, the the thing that I was gonna say is, uh, with the exception of one scene, I felt that the choreography took a major step up. They, it still feels like Luke was brawling and everything. Right. Like it was very apparent when you saw him and Bushmaster fight for the first time. Um, but with the exception of uh, one scene, I think it was like. Uh, the third episode or something where he's being surrounded by all the different people with different weapons. Mm-hmm. The uh, idiots. Yeah. That was the only... <laughs> Yo, why, was the only shoot, why do people keep shooting well, well, him? Well, what I was... Like, well, no, no. Well, that was I the was only saying. choreography that I didn't like um, just because it felt very forced. Everything else, it felt very organic and as like somebody who's done martial arts their whole life, it's very easy to spot very bad choreography. Now, now, Bravo, that let, was good. Let me say this, because this is something probably we could have a whole nother segment about, but bringing in Danny Rand, I feel like, first of all, I don't think his fighting improved that much visually, but his acting, he actually, to me, was the cool Danny Rand 
iron fist of the comics. Well, you, you, you guys you agree with that? So, so wait, it took him tell. it took him three seasons and and you're suddenly a, I mean uh, three three series and now it's okay. But, and he, I don't think so Finn <laughs> Jones I don't think this was the actor's fault again. I don't think Finn Jones like I met him is a great dude. I really feel like whoever knew before the writers were like you need to be angry, you need to have a lot of angst, but Man. even Luke Cage said to him at one point he was like you seem like you've changed. And he's like yeah, nah, I have. I don't give a fuck if you met that nigga or not. Nah. <laughs> yeah. He's but he's but that's the one dude he butt I, <laughs> straight like I, that. I, no, no, no. I just I, I think they I thought there was going to be like more. Now he butt. He's but you know what? He's that's but. all he deserved. No, no. Yeah, he's I, right. I, I, I feel they fixed him. I feel that at this point, if you're going to give me this template of a Danny Rand uh, Iron Fist, then well, I'm gonna I'm gonna that, watch season that's the, two. That's the problem. Is they made him unfixable. They, I saw the moves that they made to try to make the, change the character, but the character just didn't fit at all with a guy that you would think would have this discipline to fight the dragon and all that. Like Bravo told us before, yeah. it literally they're trying to make that adjustment or push it more towards it, but it still don't fit, bro. Like no matter what, he's whack. Well, all the fighting was done in the dark. So wait, wait, wait. What about there's that? There's only so much you can really probably. What, man, Samurai Samurai Jack did a good episode with it. <laughs> I want to hear wait, that shit. I'm sorry, Samurai that, Jack did it. That one scene where they did the patty kick though, that was dope. Y'all, yeah. y'all, y'all be lying if y'all didn't be like, yo, that shit was dope. Right I mean, there. I wasn't expecting that. That was like that was like that video game combo. That, that, that's, 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 like the, that's Fall Special with Wolverine and Colossus. Man, they got their own little thing going on. That was dope. That was dope. Yeah, you know, I, I, I mean that. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. All right, so De Devin wasn't feeling Danny Rand Iron Fist, but all in all, Devin, like, what other performances stood out to you in the show? Oh, what I will say is, um, the, the Mariah's daughter, because I can't remember actors, mm -hmm. uh, actresses' names. I'm bad with that. But um, the chick that played her daughter, when Gabrielle she, Dennis is an actress. Okay, name. that's her. When she <laughs> cried, when she cried, when she told her the story of her life, mm. and like you know how she came to this earth and everything like that and she told her like i never loved you Ooh. when she was crying and had the spit dripping off her mm. chin and just <laughs> yo that shit was i thought i thought she really thought like that's not your mom yo. <laughs> you, know this, you know this is a you know this is a, a tv show right yo like because you would have thought she really went there dog she was that was some Yo, fucking phenomenal first of all, that, that entire scene, first, that made me actually not like... Mariah, I never really... Like, I knew she was kind of bad, the stuff she did, even when she killed Cottonmouth for a season. Kinda, but kinda. That, no, no, but that made me hate her, but like, yo, you are cold. To tell this girl, like, honestly, you know, but, you're a byproduct of rape, and I really don't really love you. Yo, like, but, the, but when you think about that, though, like, now you gotta get deeper into it, like, damn. Because... I've never thought about that. Like people that have been raped and have had that baby. Mm. Yeah. Why wouldn't you look at it that way at, at your child? Like, I can't stand to look at you because this reminds, especially if you know the person and they're around like that. You, why wouldn't you hate that kid? Man. Like that's, a, that's some deep shit right no, there. No, no. That's, I, I've seen a couple of Reddit threads where people were talking about that. And there's a lot of people, they don't, they don't feel that way. Uh, towards their kid. They hate the people that, uh, the listen, action, when we get into the, the darker part of this conversation, I'm, I want to come back to this to and talk about a real life situation that is that that's near and dear to me in real life that has to do with that. And I could agree with what you said. And, it's real. And we will get back to that because I know shortly uh, we're going to have our caller calling in. Um, you know, just I got explain. a quick question for Dev, though, because you, you I think you can answer this question. D.W. selling all the T-shirts. The videos, all that stuff. <laughs> Come on, man. Did he make enough money to buy Pops Barbershop, man? Yo, listen, bro. Come on. Could he make listen. that much money to buy Pops Barbershop? Listen, listen. I figured listen. you could answer this listen. question. If anybody can listen. answer, I'm like, Dev, I'm, watching, I'm, about to, I'm about to text you like, yo, Dev. He, he got, he's selling dope on the line. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Them T-shirts, those is those Mexican T-shirts that you put in water and then it dissolves into cocaine? Because <laughs> ain't no way. He was selling like DVDs still. Everything. Yeah. I'm telling you. No way. So he couldn't have made that much money. Listen, if he saved it all, he, he was said, saving it. I'm taking over the lease. I would have told him, you don't sit your dumb ass there. You're not taking over the lease. You only nothing. made $15 last week selling these shirts. Listen, I don't know what was going Literally, when he said that, I was like, yo, did I miss something? Is DW, like, he, is he, was he like the kid of somebody and he owns, the, like, I don't understand. I was confused. Wait, wait, wait. My, my question is, why did they have a barbershop with no barbers? Like, they, they, I thought he cut hair. <laughs> no, he was selling merchandise. It's literally like a museum to Luke Cage. You know, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's Switzerland, man. Yeah, that, it's that's, Switzerland. That's, that's yeah, the free zone. 
safe zone. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but he's selling lots of merch, man. He moving product like crazy. Nah. <laughs> yeah, no, you saw a new shirt every time in the store, new hoodie. He folded them up like, yo, he was moving. That's product. like calculating. He goes, man, they're not even that much money in Harlem. Listen, <laughs> man, it's over. I don't know what kind of rent that is. That must be a Section Eight barbershop. <laughs> yo, but, but, <laughs> yes, but, know what else I love? Remember the part where Luke Cage was wondering, should he like? They did tie in modern day events, like with the internet and stuff going viral and stuff. Like, I like how they tied the, all that in. The ways for Luke Cage. Exactly. Yo, that, was crazy. <laughs> that 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 would happen though. Absolutely. Like, yo, the fucking a Harlem hero app. Yep. Any it, any hero that became famous, that's what people would start doing. Is they would absolutely. start being like, oh my god, he's at this location. Blah yep. blah blah. Here's a sighting. Yep. Spotted. Yep. Yeah. Well, and and even on top of that, like how he had the companies. Like I was like, if you had this power, there's no reason like you wouldn't be a millionaire. You know what I mean? But you saw how the companies were reaching out to him. He kept kind of shrugging them off until he needed the money. Then he was like, all right. And the NFL see. one makes perfect sense. Right. The other ones I didn't think make that much sense, but the NFL one where he was like, listen, we can't have you because then it opens up uh everybody oh right. yeah have uh, well, experiments and yeah well i mean it should be obvious if you can't take steroids you can't oh, play yeah. the nfl with uh <laughs> with uh, a, a chemical bath you know what i'm saying that gives you super bulletproof skin i mean here's, i think that's here'd be, here'd be the entire here'd be the entire game all right just give uh just give luke the ball yeah. all right cool yeah done yeah that that's just ridiculous to even think that that's something you know what i'm saying that come on dog how well, retarded. I think we got the caller on the line right now. Dude, we're good. What's oh. up, guys? Justin. Justin. Hey, what's, what's up, man? man? Guys, give it up for Justin Sway. <laughs> thanks for joining us, man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. You got you guys are a trip. I've been listening to you. <laughs> oh, Yo, man, this, listen, this you us. working with some <laughs> some bad ones. <laughs> so so Justin, first of all, thank you for calling in. And just to let you guys know, um uh me me and Jamie. Um, we actually went to the, where did, what, Justin, was it the Greater Philadelphia Comic-Con? That's right. It was the Greater, uh, Greater Philly Comic-Con. Yeah. So we were at the Greater, Greater Philly Con, and they had a panel where they had uh, Theo Rossi Shades, and they had a Mike Coulter Luke Cage there, and, you know, and Justin was running it. And it was, you know, I mean, Justin was a great guy. You know what I mean? We, it was a lot of Q&A. You know, we asked the actors some questions and stuff like that. And then, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that you're calling in, man, because this this season was great, man. I mean, I, honestly, like, I think that you guys outdid yourselves, you know, and we just, a couple things we wanted to ask you, like, first of all, like, I know, Jerv, you had a couple things. Yeah, I, I just wanted to know, how how did you get this role? Like, how, how was that audition process for you to get this role? How, how did this How did this happen? Yeah, man. <laughs> how, how did you get on? <laughs> how did you figure this one out? <laughs> oh, man. It was, it was cool. It was actually really cool. It was pretty funny. Um, I didn't, I didn't even know what it was. Um, <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> what? It, it, uh, every, everything is shot and given to you under a code name and you have to sign like all of these like NDAs and stuff. And so, so nobody can tell you what it was. And so that day I actually had two auditions and I had one in the morning for like this show. Yeah. You know, it was called limitless or something. And uh, I was for this FBI agent it was this really, really cool part. And then in the afternoon, I got this script, and there were no names on it. It was just <laughs> all dialogue. And the code name for Luke Cage, I think it's kind of out there now, is Tierra. <laughs> and, 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 and it was and it's produced by and owned by Disney. So I got this script with these weird lines on it called Tierra by Disney. And I thought <laughs> so it was you're thinking like you're going to be a prince. Yeah, he's in a prince <laughs> Makes movie. Sense. Yeah. Right. I, I thought it was a princess show. I, I, I didn't know what I didn't know what it was, it, but it, I saw there was like some like cop scene, and and then I was reading the dialogue, and it was really kind of like there was some like bite to it, and it was like cool, and so I went in and I, I auditioned for it. I was the first guy in the room, and this really amazing casting director Julie Schubert was running the session, and she cast um, me a long time ago in a uh, in Boardwalk Empire. And, uh, Great so show, by the way. Oh yeah, you just you just spilling off you just spilling off top rank stuff like yeah. I think, it was, I think it was called Limitless. I think it was Star Wars or some dumb shit like that. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you know, you go into these things, but yeah, Boardwalk Empire was fun, and and, and Julie's awesome. And so I was really just kind of talking to her a lot because it's been a while since I saw her, and I was like, like goofing on something or talking about millennials or something. And uh, and then she's like, okay, let's do this. And I was really kind of relaxed, and I I had just crashed and bombed that audition earlier that day the other one 
So I was kind of like in this devil may care attitude and I just kind of threw it out and, um, and she was like, Oh, it was good. And like gave me some adjustments. And then like I did it a couple other times. And then she kind of said to me something like, Hey, have you done a Netflix show before? And I, and I said, no, not yet. And she's like, well, maybe you might. And I was like, I really hope so. And so I'm sitting there kind of goofing and joking with her walking out of the casting room and all the other guys who are about to go in after me are just sitting there glaring at me because <laughs> <laughs> they're like look at this relaxed guy and like all this stuff and I, and I came walking out laughing and they were like that's that freaking guy who's gonna get it <laughs> yeah, they it. knew they were wasting their time at this point <laughs> yeah i mean just one of those things man but it was kismet um i was really lucky you know to be a part of it and then you know a lot of a lot of luck goes into that stuff and it happened to be my day and man i i kind of fell ass backwards into a pretty awesome show man it's pretty awesome to be a part of it what's uh now was this all up in new york or was it out in la the audition no this is all in new is all in new york okay um, oh, wow the auditions are are all done in new york and you know what because i was looking at your resume man like you mentioned before like you were on boardwalk empire like first of all like when you how many episodes of boardwalk empire were you on I was, it was just the one. It was really cool. It was, it was in the second season, and I actually shot that day. I was the head of the IRA, and I was trading guns with Nucky for booze. <laughs> and the person playing opposite me in the scene was Charlie Cox. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> I never even realized he was in Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was in the second season, so I got wow. to hang out with Daredevil before he was Daredevil. <laughs> Back when he could see. <laughs> no, that's awesome, this man. Guy. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> terrible joke. What, what do you expect for the guy that cosplays as Luke Cage? <laughs> the bootleg Luke Cage. Um, and so now, did you do, like, uh, what made you, just to even back up a little bit, like, what made you want to get into acting? Were you, like, were you like a teenager? Did you go to school for it? Or was it something that kind of just fell in your lap uh, yeah no man I, i've done it my whole life i was you know a kid up in new hampshire i was i was born in uh, outside of boston in stoneham and then i lived in new hampshire in boston and when i was a kid i started acting when i was like six years old and so it was kind of what i did my whole life um where i kind of felt comfortable and then when i was going to college my mom actually said to me are you going to go to school for acting or, or visual art? Because I, I paint and I do like watercolors and, and oil painting too. And, cool. and I, and cool. she looked at me, she said, I think you should go for acting. I said, yeah, I think I should too. And then we went, I went for acting and studied acting. And then I started studying in New York city and was off to the races. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, now, okay, so the, we're gonna we get gritty on the show, so I'm just warning you right now. We're gonna be asking you questions that are pretty. Oh, gritty. I heard you guys. No, I heard you be gritty. <laughs> were the butts really on. that? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Listen, babe, so, babe I know you're watching this. I'm just entertaining the people at home. Love you, Connie. <laughs> so, Justin, how did it feel like being the only white man on the set? No, I'm just kidding. That's. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> no, I'm, no, that, I'm just... Just, Justin. I'm sharing the pain. <laughs> Ju Wait Justin, a minute. Wait a minute. Is that? kind of true <laughs> I'm like yo is there any white people in there except him because he works at that that oh that police department's got a lot of like i said female it cops so well, well saved dev well saved so so like justin like how was it like working with um because you worked a lot um uh, with uh who was the detective that uh, was your partner um missick what's her? oh um anthony smith uh, she, who played Nandi? She, she was uh, she was awesome. She's a Grammy nominated pop star. Fantastic. It was awesome working with her. Now, like behind the scenes, like there's always that one character, that one person that just makes jokes. Like, who is that guy? Because I know you were in a lot of different scenes, whether it was with Mike Coulter, you know, or whether it was with, uh, Simone Missick, or who is that character that always had people laughing when the cameras weren't rolling? <laughs> um, like. Well, you know, Mike is really funny, and, and Simone and, and uh, Karen uh, Pittman, who plays uh, Priscilla Ridley, they, they get kind of goofy at night. You know, like you look over and they'll be singing songs or doing like some dancing. I got a little bit of footage of them dancing in season <laughs> one, and they're, and, and they're pretty funny. But um, one scene uh, where like I'm way in the background, like near the end, you, you see I'm like, I'm interviewing like, um, a girl that was like the witness of a murder. And so she was all covered in blood and I was interviewing her. And it was really late at night. We were all getting really punchy and goofy. And so she'd be like, kind of, you know, mock describing someone to me. And then since I like draw and stuff, I started drawing like cartoon dogs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's called delirium. And I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, I'd be like, is this the man you saw? <laughs> and, and she, and she would start laughing. And, and then finally it ended up, I was drawing pictures of the Grinch. 
and it was around Christmas time. And I was like, I was like, is this the man you saw steal Christmas? Is this the guy? He got them over there wasting film. <laughs> she in the background laughing. He's trying to get her fired. Yeah, it was funny. The, the director's like, wait, you're making her laugh? You can't make her laugh. I'm like, I believe this is the man who stole your presents. <laughs> pretty That's funny. Fantastic. Hey, Justin, so did you grow up liking superheroes? And who was your favorite if you did? Um, I, I mean, I loved the movies and stuff growing up and everything. Like I, I'd be straight up with you. I wasn't, you know, big comic book guy, but like when like they started making Spider-Man and, and the dark Knight and like all that stuff, I obviously I got, you know, I, well, that, that's blasphemy though. I didn't say anything about DC. Forget, forget I said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, it's okay, man. Listen, they can't you mentioned even, the good ones. It's okay. They can't even no, catch no, no, hang no. with Joe right now. So it's all good. <laughs> No, but I mean, I, I'm I'm a big fan of the movies. Like, I rewatch all the Marvel movies like over and over and over again. My wife wants to kill me. Like, I've seen Doctor Strange like 17 times. Like Ugh. Black Panther. Um, you know, all those movies. I'm watching them over and over again. I just love the world. So I'm more of a cinephile when it comes to the Marvel universe. So wait, did you like like the old Batman's with Michael Keaton? Did you watch those back in the day, or were you not really into that? Oh, you got to respect the first Batman with Michael Keaton. <laughs> Thank Keaton, you. Man. Yeah, right. but that I'm, shit wasn't I'm, Marvel, I'm, so I'm, 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 <laughs> that's what he said. Oh, okay. yeah. oh yeah, right. So <laughs> yeah, I just can't talk about it. Oh, okay, they'll, of course. Come after me, man. <laughs> the Marvel will come after you, man. They'll be knocking on my door. <laughs> they're like, uh-uh. on DC. Listen, man, they're part of the Disney Big Brother film, so I I, I can't blame that. So listen, this dude exists in the Marvel Universe. That means in an alternate Marvel Universe, you got powers or some shit. Right? He a superhero. Yeah, yeah, you could really claim that. Like, you could say, look, man, in Universe 1695 or whatever, <laughs> 08105. I'm Sketch Man. Exactly. I could sketch things into existence, all of that. Or he could just bag all the bad chicks at your, at your job. Oh, yeah. Justin, you were surrounded by beautiful women, dude. Like that. That's why you didn't know she was crooked. You guys are trying to get him in trouble with his wife already. <laughs> Listen, man. Oh, I know. If she's, if she's listening, be like, don't, don't tell her that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying it's, to live like closed set, so she can't go. I'm trying to live vicariously <laughs> through Justin, man. So, so, so Justin, there is something like um, Luke Cage and Netflix. They constantly raise the bar on how to portray like bad guys on the screen. How is it working yeah. with um, the Mustafa Shakir, a Bushmaster, and um, uh, Alfie Woodard? Like, how was it working with these amazing actors? It, like, did sometimes you just like stare in awe, like, "Yo, you good?" Like, you know, at how was that working? I don't think he's here. Yo, you good? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he said that. <laughs> I just, I just sit there and quiet and marvel at them. Really, I just sit, like watch them. I mean, I got to tell you guys for real. Like, so we do we do table reads of each episode before we go in and we film it. So you have the whole cast sitting around a gigantic table, oh, and at one awesome. end of the table, they're skyping in like Marvel on a gigantic screen, and they're watching the table read. So it's like the one time where everybody oh comes together. And I'll tell you from the very first table read, when I was I come in, in episode two, I sat down and I was watching it. And I was watching, like you said, Mustafa and Alfred and Simone and Mike and Theo. Like, and I'm just watching them read this episode. And I'm like, whoa, like this is special. Like mm. this, this is going to be an amazing season. And I knew right away Mustafa just sitting at the table read. He just knocked, he just knocked Bushmaster out of the park. I think I ran up to him afterwards. I was like, "Dude, that that was amazing. It was just a table read." That didn't make you feel like um, nervous, was, like when they awesome. make you raise, like raise your hand in class, like when they make you like stand up and go to the front of the classroom, like knowing they're staring at you. And you He's an actor. That's what he. Does. I don't care. You could, even when you're a professional basketball, Kobe Bryant gets nervous. What are you talking about? You got how many rings, dog? What? It doesn't matter if you're a professional. I'm asking, do you get nervous? Um, the only time is when I'm in like social situations or like before the table read and stuff. Uh, but like when you're, or like during the table reads are like just the most nerve wracking, but like when you're on set and you're in character and everyone's there, it's such a level of everybody buying into the process and what's happening that like, it's not about, it's not about nerves at all. You just kind of live in off of, you, you, you li you're, you're literally living in the Marvel universe mm. and it does all the work for you. So you just get, you just like get to play cops and robbers at like the highest level. It's pretty awesome. That is really cool. Yeah, that's dope. No, that's, I mean, um, and one thing I, I know you wanted to ask, uh, Bravo. 
Because you had um didn't uh, the Luke Cage's father was the the actor's name? Uh, Re- oh, Reg Reggie Cathy. Reggie Cathy. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you did you have the privilege, the opportunity to uh, be in a scene or meet him or work with him? So when you're getting bussed around, there there are these vans that can take you from like you know the set to to the subway or like give you rides and. At some point in time, like you're kind of in one of those vans with somebody, and you know, it's Transpo. They call it, hey, call him Transpo. And I actually had the privilege to ride with Reggie a couple times mm-hmm. in Transpo for like a couple longer rides. And I, I told him, man, I was like, you know, House of Cards, you, you killed it. Um, I'm, a, I'm just a huge fan. And uh, he was like, thank you. And then he and I talked. Because I think it was just he and I in the van for that that one um, ride, and he told me all these stories from his career, and he told me like these different you know things he was working on, and just to get a chance to talk to somebody like that for and you know for that extended period of time and just pick his brain about acting, it was moving, man. He's a he's a he's a um, he's an amazing new dude, and it was it was incredibly sad to hear you know that he passed away. I mean, he he was guys. He did a, an amazing job. I mean, I thought the angle between Luke and his dad was actually one of the best, you know, one of the best Fire. angles on there because it was real. Like it just showed you how relationships can be tumultuous. How it's not always going to be. Yeah, we cool at right. first. Like even based on last season, they they didn't like each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, it was it was excellent that it, he still looked at him as his child. At two different points, he said he said to him one time. Uh, you ain't grown, <laughs> you know. Right? Yeah. And he's talking to a grown man, and he also a said, grown you, man. "Right." He said, "I can't be letting people just uh, do that to my baby." You and, know what and, I'm saying? And, and when he told him, "I got," you know, I'm, I'm bulletproof skin. He's like, "I'll still break my foot up off <laughs> your ass." Yeah, like, yeah. I'm so your dad. It don't matter. You know that that was r- real dope. Yeah, man. I mean, this. Uh, so this. I mean, Justin. This. This whole project. I know is really special to you because you guys almost get like a family feel, right? When you work with everyone, like, and so when production wraps, it's just like you know you saying goodbye to your family, right? I mean, I, from my point of view, yeah. I, I've never worked on a project like this with the people involved. They're so awesome, and I mean, not to not to discredit anybody else I've worked with. It's just there's something really amazing and special working with this group of people and it comes from the top down the um the showrunner Cheo Hodari Coker um he put this all together and you know he's the you know the top of the pyramid there like and and brought all these really awesome people together and he sets the tone and we just all follow and I, I feel like it's a great you know kind of family atmosphere hey Justin did did Marvel or anybody warn you ahead of time that you were joining the Marvel family and and how big the fan base is and and how crazy the fans can be like were were you prepared for i did get i did get a really cool email right after i booked the part that basically was like an email saying like welcome like you're now a part of the marvel cinematic universe that was like like i like brought brought, yeah like brought my wife over i was like look at this this is is really cool but did you cry a little bit right she's like oh sweetie you're crying you're like we're we're sitting here we're all right now just thinking about it we're we're sitting here we're all happy we got press passes to new york comic-con imagine getting something like that you know what i think he really probably didn't care this dude he's in a lot of shit he's just naming shit remember earlier like this is marvel man no matter what you're doing this is marvel and you know what he wanted to be a part of project tiara man right yeah, man. I want to wear the tiara. Someday. When do I get to wear the tiara? Hey, man. And, and so, Justin, you saw on our uh, social media page earlier, I put a question out to all of our followers. Um, and there was a lot of really good questions. A couple people wanted to ask you. So I'm going to read a couple of them to you. Uh, the Bearded Con Man, who's a good friend of our account, he actually, I'm going to read this word for word. He said, Bailey has been through a lot this season, most of it good and then really bad when it came to his partner. He also seemed to have that... I'm with the cool, popular kids attitude now. So I have to give in to the peer pressure to stay in the group mentality a little. So um, I guess his question is through his mind when he first got promoted or did he get caught up? Realized what he was doing. I, it, okay, I, this was a the hell wait, no, no, wait. What's yeah. up? It's a long way. Wait, 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 wait. He handed it to me to read. I was like, no. You should have. You should have found out what he was asking. No disrespect, man. We rock with you. It's a long sentence, but so as far as your, I'm gonna, I'm gonna summarize it. As far as your comp character development, like, how do you feel like you really changed since the first season? Um. Well. A major theme, right, was that everybody in some way, shape, or form had some new type of status or new type of power 
given to them in the second season. Like Luke is famous now. Um, you know, Misty's dealing with her arm, but then, you know, she gets her bionic arm. And the whole thing was really about how do you balance that newfound power and keep your moral center and don't lose who you are. So in every way, like even though, you know, you're, you're dealing across a whole group of people, Bailey in his own little way got that sense of, of, of power and status and lost himself in it for a second mm. and then had to come back around and, and refine his moral center. And, you know, basically the way that he, you know, circles back and realizes, you know, I made a mistake and I, I really care about Misty and her future and I want to make sure that I'm there to support her. And, and I was, I was betrayed. You know, that's kind of his journey that season. And, he, and he's trying what everybody else is doing, trying to balance out that sense of newfound power with his moral center. And you can and that's, that's it, kind of how I, how I felt it went. And you could tell that points you were kind of torn, especially at the beginning. I remember at one point you're in the office. Misty looked at you like, really? You know, and you kind of looked down like, oh, you know what I mean? Like she she wanted you to have her back, but you were kind of it seemed like you were kind of torn. But you're right. Toward the end, you realized what the right thing to do was. Yeah, I mean, that hurt. I mean, I remember playing that scene, and, and I remember there was one time we went through it, and I was just really apologetic, actually, where where I came back and got up, and I was, like, trying to make, you know, make my friend back. Like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to hurt her. And then we kind of redid the take a little bit because it was a little too far in that direction. But um, one of the funny little Easter eggs that I do is, I, if you notice in the first season, you know, Bailey has this thing with his glasses. And, and that's kind of a major part of the character for me are these, you know, the glasses, because... They're actually my wife's glasses. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so, 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 so the pres- the prescription isn't mine. So when I look at something really close and I look through it, I start to feel sick. So, Yo, so come on, God! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so, he so, taking so, it. So that's really good. Bailey, <laughs> He's being real. If, if you notice Bailey, if you notice Bailey, the first season, he, he looks really close at things, and he takes his glasses off real quick. And that's me realizing, wait, I grabbed my wife's glasses and it's the wrong prescription. <laughs> Yo! So, 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 what, so what happens Exclusive. is in the second season, if, if, if you watch, Bailey at the beginning of the season, he's still trying to be Misty's friend and he's wearing his glasses. And then through the middle of the season, he thinks he's all cool. You know, he's switching the contacts. He's not wearing glasses anymore. Right. But then at the end, when it circles back around, He's wearing his glasses again. He's like, "Yeah, I'm still kind of a nerd, and I'm and I'm, you know, Misty's partner." So oh, that's kind of how you can track it through through the season. You know, exclusive here. Watch the glasses. That's, that's, <laughs> that's dope. <laughs> that's dope. Um, we have uh, another question. J Powell underscore five thirty said, "Question: If your character can go to any other Netflix show as a cameo, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Punisher, or Iron Fish, Ar- Iron Fish, yeah, that makes what? sense. What? Iron Fist. Which would it be?" <laughs> You can't even say it, can you? <laughs> Don't want got, to say it. They got no love for the fist, man. <laughs> I heard you guys talking about that earlier. You don't have to comment, bro. Yeah, well, listen, man, we understand you work for the company, so you can say all positive roses and we won't judge you. Yeah, so We're not going to put you in that situation. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Finn is, is an amazing actor. I just, I'll just i throw that out there. Um, but uh, so if I could go to any other show... Um, I think it would be really awesome to show up in Jessica Jones. Actually, that's a good because, pick because mm. Luke had crossed and Luke had crossed into that world, right? And then in the second season, they didn't really cross over very much. So I think it would be really neat to have that crossover still continue um, as like Luke and Jessica might find their way back to each other. Because I know in the comic book, mm. that's kind of where the relationship goes. So it'd be cool to be the connective thread between those two worlds. Actually, but frankly, I... I'd like to show up in all of them. I think it'd be great. You know, <laughs> yeah, get that bread. Get that bread, bro. Bailey's there. Yeah, wherever Misty goes, I want to go. Yeah, no, man. I mean, like I said, this this season we thought was a phenomenal season, man. You did a great job, Rava. Did you? Yeah, I, I've got a, a two parter question. Um, one, if you could be any superhero, who would it be? And then two, if uh, your character Mark got superpowers, how do you think he would behave? This is a typical Bravo um, question, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, so the uh, the first part of the question is, if I could be any other superhero, like like other than like Super Mark Bailey, like I, I guess it'd be somebody <laughs> yes. else. Like, who would I be? Yeah. Um. So, out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I really love Vision. Vision, mm, good the pick. Vision. Why? I, I, Why? I think I think that I think that he is I think that he is one of the coolest characters 
he can he can morph if you see what happens to him in the Avengers. Like he's coming, he's becoming more and more human, but he still has those superpowers. And there's just so much going on there, and, and there's so much mystery around him. I, I I would love to be Vision. I think that that's a great character. Well, aside from the splitting headaches. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! <laughs> horrible, horrible headache. And and you yeah. get to kiss can... Elizabeth Olsen, but your wife might not be. Soon. Man, his wife is listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you trying to get the man in trouble? Because no, 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 he's the only one living be... in that world that none of us lives in. That's why. <laughs> Sorry, Justin, you're, I'm the single. There, there, there's a moratorium. Moratorium on kissing other people. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not trying to get you in trouble, man. So, no, I do do want to ask you, like, you, wait, you met my wife, right? You met her at the Comic Con. You know, like, and she, like, there's, but, there's no reason to kiss anybody and, else. And she was an absolute sweetheart. Right. She Bravo will be a stunt stunt kisser. <laughs> oh my God. We can't do it. Yeah, We're you black. Could you stand in for me? Let Absolutely. Me kiss. Right, Absolutely. Uh, what would Ree say, Bravo? Uh, Go get it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, wait. I want. I want to hear uh, what uh, what his opinion is if Mark got powers. I, like if if Mark got powers, is it what kind of powers they would be, or or, or how it would affect him? How it would affect him? Because I because I because I know how it would affect him. He would get his own show. We already know he would he would front. He would front if he got powers. It'll be a breakout Nandi from jail, and we'll do a spinoff. Does Mark? I think I think I think if he got his powers, he would he would use them for good. But but he'd have to wrestle a little bit with um, you know, coming out of the shadows and and being able to use superpowers against all these other people with superpowers he's seen mm. kind of take over Harlem. Um, I think one of the things that Bailey is obsessed with is the truth and evidence. Like no matter what happens, like he's a, he's a he wants to be truthful and he, and he wants to make sure he follows the evidence. So if he was to get a power where he could like look in people's minds and see that maybe like pictures or events where he could, you know, capture more evidence, I think that's what would really turn Bailey on, like being able to have that site to be able to put together more of those pieces of the puzzle. It's like he's a puzzle piece type of guy. Yeah, he would want to be Misty, basically. And you think he'd stay with uh, the police force rather than be a vigilante? Mm. Go on the vigilante? I, I, I think you. I think it depends on what would happen around him. I mean, if there are other vigilantes running around that needed his his assistance, I, I could see him. I could see him assisting. I, I think that he works the best as a as a support method, as a support of a of a team. So I think he he'd go along and support. The team. Mark, does does, like does does Mark like vigilantes though? Is is Mark a supporter of vig, vigilantes or or because I really couldn't tell. You know, you could tell certain characters you know don't like vigilantes and some do, but I really couldn't tell about Mark's character if he was down for with Luke Cage and what he does outside the law. I think that Mark's main motivation is is looking and making sure that Misty doesn't self destruct. Mm. I think that as as a as as from the first day of shooting, I felt this like kind of almost like paternal thing where Mark's looking at Misty, going, "Look, you're making these crazy, reckless decisions sometimes, and it's going to wreck you. It's going to destroy you. And I'm going to step in to show you like this is the evidence and this is what we have to follow. Don't destroy your life. Don't destroy your career. So when Luke Cage is helping her, and he's helping her the right way. I think Mark's supportive of that. When he's hurting her or causing some sort of damage, he's protective. In the way, and, and I think that I think that that's the where I think that's where his core and his moral center comes from, and that's why he got so messed up this year because his loyalties were mm-hmm. divided. I like it. There, there was one part, um, Mark, I think Luke Cage walked in on a scene and you looked at him kind of like, what are you doing here? And it wasn't like, what are you doing here? But contempt is like, come on, man, like you're going to get Misty in trouble. That that I, That's the vibe I got from you when you gave him that. You, you know what scene I'm talking about? I think it was like a murder scene. Yeah, no, I know. And then, then, uh, then I guess I, I did my job because that's exactly what I was. Uh, <laughs> 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 my, J- thanks, Justin, thanks you good. Damn, the professional actor did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we man, have seen was, bad that's, jobs. That's, that's exactly true. It, that's true. We have seen. And uh, no. and so far from everything I've seen on your performance, like top notch, dude, seriously. And uh, no, uh, two questions. Thank, bef- thank you, man. It means a lot. It really does. Good, man. And two questions before we before we go. Um, random question. Growing up, what was your favorite video game? My favorite video game growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, what was uh, what is that? It was a it was a Nintendo football game. I can't tech, remember, I can't remember tech the name Mobile. Of it, you, you could Tech be, Mobile. You, tech Mobile. 
Tecmo Bowl. It had to be Tecmo. And run over everybody. Wow. had to be Tecmo. I would always pick the team with Christian Okoye, and I would I would just run over everyone. Hold on. Might it not have been Tecmo? Probably Bo Jackson. Tecmo Bowl. It had to be. The only other one would have been Madden. Madden was on. It was Bo Jackson on Tecmo. Oh, Bo Jackson. Yeah, Bo was running over everybody. Bo Jackson on Tecmo, but I was Christian Okoye. He was huge. So wait. He was just a phenomenon. Does this does this mean you're a giant? Are, are you a Giants fan or are you a, are you a football fan? Oh, I'm not going to reveal. I can't reveal. Uh, oh, because, oh, because you know we are. talk to me again. You know our, our squad is the Super Bowl champs wait, right now. He, oh no, my wait, god! No, 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 wait, wait. If he says Cowboys, I'm sorry, but Taylor, the line's going to accidentally get disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> You, all I can say is go back to play the tape at the beginning and and, and remember what I told you. I was going to say, you know the part. He's a Patriots <laughs> fan, man. Oh, he's a Pats fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We beat him. It's all good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's all oh good. Dude, dude. Yeah, dude. We can be friends. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> I'm good with it. Listen, listen. I got to tell you, though. I'm a long-suffering Pats fan. Like, I didn't just jump on a bandwagon in 2000. I, I watched them fail and to watch them run into the pile and fall down all through the 80s and 90s right. and get beat up. I respect so that because we they, they were run. garbage for a it's long okay, time. Okay. <laughs> so I I'll... watched them when they were garbage. I, I went to those games, I froze my butt off and I watched them <laughs> get crap kicked out of them by the Jets. Wait, during the, so. during, during the Drew Bledsoe era and before? <laughs> Oh, dude, Steve Grogan. Whoa. Tony Come on. Wow. I'm, talking, I'm going way back. <laughs> you made everybody groan. You were like, oh, he said Steve Grogan. How could no. you? No. <laughs> Steve Grogan, the, the man with the long neck. <laughs> you wear that neck protector? <laughs> so before, um, before we let you go, are there any projects or anything you're working on now you want to tell us about? Like, what, what after this is wrapped up, what, what are you doing now? What, what are you working on? Well, right now we're looking at um, – what's going to happen next with, with Luke Cage and then what's going to happen, you know, in terms of a move, possibly I might be relocating to Los Angeles. And then recently, you know, I shot the movie, the post and it came out this year and was nominated for an Academy award. Awesome. And now it's out on iTunes and Blu-ray and all that stuff. So Steven Spielberg's the post, I, I got to do that last year and now you can wow. watch it online. So really cool. Check it out. Wow, how his was, life yeah. is lit. No, I want to hang with you, I mean, Mark. He's been I working mean, to, at it since he was six. <laughs> Listen, man, his life is lit. A lot of people have been working since they were six, and they not lit. You lit, bro. Well, well, I mean, Justin, uh, Jamie introduces. So if you go out to L.A., Jamie's out there, too. So you guys just you take over out there. Guys, give it up for Justin, Listen. man. Justin, we're been watching your career very closely, man. You do a great you're, job. You're lit, and I'm telling you this now. If you was trash, I would tell you. <laughs> I would tell you. You're, you're great. You're well, great. Thank God I was. Thank God, man. I appreciate those straight <laughs> Justin Swain, everybody. Yeah. Thank no. you, Justin. Thank, thank you for having me, guys. It was a pleasure. I'll, I'll come back anytime you want me to. This is great. Yes. Awesome. Please do, bro. Man, we move. We're really moving up in the world, man. Moving we're, on up. He was awesome, man. Georgia, we was awesome. Baby. We, we, we. Party nerds out here interviewing real people, man. <laughs> no more sock puppets. We coming we, with that. We coming for you, whoever, you know, no, but, all uh, y'all other shows. But you know what? Honestly, man, I mean, even going back to the show, like, uh, let, I'm going to talk more about the villains. Dude, that the Bushmaster, do you, let me ask y'all, who do you think, between season one and season two, do you think Bushmaster gave... The stellar performance, or are you still rocking with Cottonmouth and um, Diamondback? Like who? Cottonmouth and him are equal to me. Yeah, they they the Bushmaster gave reasons. a great performance. It's sad that they cut Cottonmouth short. That that's what's so sad about season one. And that one. was shocking too, man. In yeah. season one, it was kind of like you didn't do what? Dude. Like, like he was he's he killed that role, and to cut him short like that. It, it was terrible. But look at the 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 legacy it left and the like that what it got to leave inside mm. of the storyline with right. Raya was, and the and the whole factor of like oh shit they killed him midway I didn't see that coming Game of Thronesy yeah yeah well you know what and it's funny you said that I wonder if because there was a lot of negative feedback when they did kill Cottonmouth I wonder like they could have killed Bushmaster at the end but he just kind of went away so right. they can bring him back I mean even look at the end of Black Panther when they killed um. When they killed, see, Killmonger, Bra Killmonger. Yeah, when they killed Killmonger, Bravo's was over here, like knocking out my headset. I did it on purpose. <laughs> so when they killed Killmonger, you know, some people are like, "Oh, we want to Killmonger," you know. But now I think when they bring in like a quality actor like that guy, yo, like even his Jamaican accent, like I loved when they showed his story. Like they, well, yeah, they, his yeah. story was crazy. Oh, that, that's the thing is we we've 
in all comic books, when you would read them and everything, it was the villain got away to come back another day. Mm. And what we've seen in a large trend with not just the movies, but uh, the TV shows as well, is heroes come and die. Like, it's not even they go to jail for them to be broken. Like, they'll end up being killed one way or another. Mm. So I think it's actually refreshing for, oh, he just went away. Like, he'll come back maybe, maybe. Yeah, and, and they'll have a vendetta because now, um, and I love how they made um, Nightshade. At the very last scene, mm -hmm. she looks just like the comic character. So, right. you know, and not, not only that, did you guys realize at the end how they left Luke Cage? You're kind of like, yo, is he about to get a little gangster and stuff? That totally follows well, the comic, well, by the well, way. That, that's the big question. You know, do you look at Luke Cage more as a kingpin? You know, or or the sheriff, as he wants to call himself. You know, he's towing that fine. And that, that was DW's thing. You know, he's towing that fine line right now. Like, you're working with the mobsters, man. Mm. Right. You at know the I mean? end of the day, you got a treaty of some sort where you letting them do to the handle that business outside of here. You letting them do crime and things right. like that. And let's not saying? forget, that's how a lot of gangs have started was right. we need to protect each other. So we're only going to protect each other. And then they started antagonizing other people and uh causing a lot more crimes and problems. It, it all started with good intentions to protect the people. So, I mean, and you, we might see a Breaking Bad type of deal where it's, if you're put into bad moments, are you going to be a bad person? Right. So did what, you think Cage is being a little selfish, though, only worrying about Harlem? Like Absolutely. Like, forget the rest of New York, forget the Bronx, Brooklyn, everybody. You're worried so much about Harlem that you're cool with nothing happening in Harlem, but people getting murdered you know, twenty blocks mm. over. He is, he is a, little, a little, a little bit. He is. And, I think, I think what he's doing a little bit is he tripping a little bit. The same way his girl came there and he was like, "Yo, tell her to bounce. <laughs> right. Tell her to go yo, home." He, yeah, he's feeling. Himself. Yo, he in the club with the suit on. He about to be knocking down uh, up, up all types of cheats. Wait, wait, wait. And, and by the way, in the comic, he does rock that look. You ever see the yeah, Luke Cage yeah, variation yeah, yeah, yeah. where he's the suit and stuff? Yeah. So I don't know. With the this... vest and all of that. Right. So. Uh, oh, but... yeah. He is about to get busy. I mean, he's. you got to think. He's a celebrity. Like, you see, he walking through the club. One of the baddest chicks ever pulled him to the side to take a picture with him. This dude is really, really popping. And now he's the king of that? Harlem, he's running the club that a gangster always ran. A club is always going to have filthiness going on inside. Thanks, Dev. A club is always going to have filthiness. <laughs> Thanks, Dev. On. No one here works at a nightclub. Wait a minute. Listen, listen. Bravo is that kingpin, listen. just in case. I did the same thing for years, and it's always filthiness going on. With Dev, like, come to the club. You know what you got to do, man. <laughs> Security alert. Listen, man. There's always some kind of filthiness in, but, in that business. Jerv, on your whole point of, of like, do you think he's being uh, selfish? I, I disagree. Um, while everybody can always look at that type of stuff, you know, it's the same thing when uh, a, a celebrity donates money to a charity. Oh, you donated to that? Great. What about our veterans? What about the Alzheimer's patients? What about the... There's only so much one person can do. And listen, yeah, he could probably improve Harlem a little bit and then move on and hope it continues to increase and get better. But... That's where he lives, that's where he's from, and that's where he sees people suffering the most. So he's going to try to make it as best as he can while he's there. Because at the end of the day, this isn't a responsibility given to him from God or right. uh, from uh, some sense of righteous justice. It's his sense of community. You know what? And I love how it's a direct... Um, opposite of what happened first season. At the end of first season, he got locked up. So he's, he ended the season on the bottom. Now he's ending the season on top, which might be the bigger challenge for him to see if he can overcome. I mean, you saw that Italian girl was like, yo, when you want to get some coffee, you know, espresso. like... Yeah, espresso. Espresso, right. <laughs> he, so, yeah. So, yeah, he, he, yeah, but most importantly, the old lady asked him. Yeah, yo, yo, that scene was great. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. That was great. But now, I literally was on my phone and dropped it and went, what? <laughs> because y'all mentioned this, I wouldn't, not me, babe, not me, if I was Luke Cage, not if I was me. If I was Luke Cage, cheeks forever. No, no I'm cheeks. so lost. Oh, that, oh, yo, that kid. Italian lady was trying to give me some work. <laughs> oh, so, Dad, you're there. saying you? No, you would. Got no, that. no, you had espresso with her. If not you were Luke all. Cage, yeah. you would. No, if Luke Cage, if if if, if, if you were Luke Cage, you would have had espresso. If I was not me, <laughs> at all. and you're talking about the old lady, right? 
No, no. he told about the Italian monster. <laughs> no, absolutely not. That was, I'm making sure I'm being pinpoint accurate clear. <laughs> That'd have been some straight up espresso. I'm being, I'm being Hawkeye pinpoint clear here. Yeah, but but yeah, but but Bravo's right. It is kind of the same thing. You know what I mean? I, I, I definitely dig that. He's picking a place and he's saying, look, I want to do that here. You can't really judge because he doesn't have to, you know, right. do do anything. But I do think his choices are still kind of weird, bro. Like the other dude, that the, the driver dude, mm. he's a thug. Uh, yeah, sugar, sugar, like, sugar, a, sugar. Yeah, so he's kind of picking like, uh, oh, if you mm. rock with me now. I can forgive all the he, other no, wait, stuff he, that he, you did. He's putting a blind eye to things. Like with that's the what boy, it is. That's he, what I'm saying. It's a blind eye even within his own organization. Like, bro, you can find other people that are big that could be your 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 muscle and guards. You're using people that it, that added to that whole. He's, right, he's major, as bad as Mariah and everybody right, else. He's a mm, major that was in player. That. Mm. He just he just got out of it because certain things weren't benefiting him in a certain way at the time. You mm. know what I'm saying? Right, but. He's, he was down with the crime. He just wasn't down with the level that they were going to. Like, okay, right. now you're just burning but, people up. But at that same token, you have to remember, any superhero that we ever watch, short of after uh, Civil War, is a criminal. They're they're assaulting people. They're not giving it's them different. their due. They're not giving them their due uh, process. It's they're different. doing false imprisonment. It's different. But see, that's the thing is so are gangsters. Gangsters are seeing it in a different way than you're seeing it. Nah, They're no, saying, no, I'm seeing it from that perspective because that's what I'm from. I, I'm not seeing well, no, it no, from... No, 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 I'm not no, disagreeing no, no. In, on that sense. Is it, listen, I'm saying listen, in this... Laws, laws are not ethics, right? Correct. Laws, laws are what are the rules that these old guys made up? And then there are things you know in your heart or whether or not... Like if you rob somebody on a contract, it's legal. Is it right or wrong? You knew you robbed that man. Mm -hmm. You're still wrong. So when you go to save somebody and you beat up a dude that's beating up his his wife or you stopping criminals that's killing people or putting out poison in the community is totally different that. Yeah, I heard. But that's the thing is the reason why that we have laws. And listen, I'm not Mm -hmm. disagreeing with your standpoint at all. I actually fully agree with it. But when we have those types of standpoints and we make those types of rules and we say, oh, well, it, it's okay because he's doing it for a good reason. At what point does that stop? Because here's the thing is a lot of those gangsters might actually have that utilitarian idea of, yeah, it's okay to kill three people if I'm saving five. Or, well, I'm not okay doing this type of crime, but I'm okay doing that. And then at that point, you're also uh, ignoring the argument of rehabilitation as well. Nah, sh- but we're not. Sugar could be bought. He could be bought, bro. He going to work for whoever. He's literally a he's a a henchman. He's not a leader. He falls under whoever has the power at the time. If a new criminal person takes like a hero for hire. No, but yeah, a hero, <laughs> right? A hero for hire. You can't get Luke Cage to just go kill somebody for for five thousand dollars. You know what? I'm we, no, that makes sense. And know what, guys? We, I, I do got to We actually have a new sponsor, and I do I'm, I do want to read about them. Uh, but real quick, we really didn't get into shades and his boy. Man, we thing, didn't get into the just the, the black. A lot. We'll Listen, have to do another. It's one. so much stuff about black people and history and the things black people go through and the, the hatred within. It's all in this show. We're, no, we're gonna continue it next week, man. This is one of those shows where we got to get this two weeks but before we go um national credit card relief um and i'm going to read this because these guys are awesome if you can't seem to stay ahead of your bills then this message is for you how would you like to have a large portion of your credit card debts medical bills and department store debt everything forgiven national credit card relief would love to give you free information on a proven debt forgiveness program this program has been used by thousands to legally forgive millions in unsecured debt it's not bankruptcy so don't get it wrong it's not consolidation this special program actually wipes clean a portion of your debt that is forgiven from what you owe from your creditors Call for free information and get all your questions answered in the first free call. The more you owe, guess what? The more you can save. If you have at least $10,000 or more in credit card bills, this debt forgiveness program can be very effective and is definitely for you. Call for free information and when to find out how, here's the number. 1-800-218-7170. Again, 1-800-218-7170. There is no cost or obligation for this information. Don't wait. Make sure you call. Again, 1-800-218-7170 get your debt problem solved guys 
These guys are taking care of us. Credit card debt relief. If you guys are struggling, these are the people Listen, you need to call. These the same dudes that negotiated Shade's deal where he could probably <laughs> just tell you that he murdered <laughs> 300 people and he's still going to walk the streets walk in New York. Great. Listen, that's who these dudes are. That They're them. So y'all want to call them because they, 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 they can do it all. They get it done. Yeah, that's crazy. That was, the, that was the most ridiculous deal I ever seen. <laughs> so, I mean, but, and we, we are going to get into this more, but late. Like, I thought that this season, first of all, I love the fact they had Rakim. I love how this show does. KRS won! But, but the show doesn't just give you a great story. It. It promotes new artists. It promotes, like, they had uh, Bob Marley's son was on there, man. He killed, yo, he sounded just like his dad. He sounded exactly like his dad, man. I love on the show how they promote artists. So we will be getting back into it, you know? Yeah, no, like I said, I think this was a great season. I think Netflix and Marvel have stepped it up on this one right here. And, you know. Was it better than Jessica Jones season two? Yeah. 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 And And I love season two of Jessica Jones. I thought that was yeah, it's better. better. The, the, I don't. Uh, it was good. I, I like season one. Uh, uh, Purple Man was just such a great mm. villain in that first season. But uh, I mean, she got two great you know seasons out of her show. So we'll, we'll get more into it, guys. Party nerds. Party nerds. We out. We're out. We out. Hopefully, we get one good season out. <laughs>